Hey guys, welcome to Grey, the podcast about the light, the dark, the hilariously obscene, and everything in between. I'm Emily, and that's Dylan. That's me! Alright, let's go. My voice? No. Why? Because I didn't. But why? Because that's the voice you give Penny, and Penny does not sound like that. Well, she doesn't talk, so we don't know what her voice is. But it's not that. Yes, dear. (laughs) You guys, we're back from our trip. We are back. It was a good time. Lots of fun had by all. I'd never been to Dallas before. Nor have I, apparently. I thought I had been there when I was... A wee baby, but uh, sounded like Moira Rose. I was hoping you would catch up, pick up on that. Um, apparently, you have not though. So that was fun though. I liked it. It wasn't really anything that I disliked about being there. Yeah. And the weather was nice. Pretty much the entire time we were there. I just there. wished it was a little bit warmer. It was warm the last two days we were there. I know, but the first day was cold. It wasn't that bad. We weren't even there. We weren't even there for very long on the first day. Because everything took so much longer than people expected. I just wish the last day weather was the weather that we had the whole time. Yeah. But whatever. But whatever. Whatever. Do you want to tell them a little bit about what we did at all? Yeah. um, We went to... um, What did we do? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we ate a lot of like... I ate a lot of tacos. A lot of tacos. But I feel like that was my goal. Was to eat a lot of tacos in Texas? Yeah. (laughs) But we did. The first two nights, we had Mexican food. First night was the fuzzy taco. That was good. It was real good. I had a burrito from there. Oh, so You almost got a really cool drink. Almost. So they had this... So they were doing their margaritas out of uh, like a slushy machine. Like you'd find in a 7-Eleven or something. I hate those. I do not like frozen margaritas. I like them on the rocks. Thank you very much. Well, a lot of people like them the other way. Well, I asked for the, on the rocks and she looked at me like I was insane, but she did it. So, and it was good. Um, but they also had this Jack and Coke mix in its own separate slushy machine. And I saw that and I said, I need that. Something I need in my life. Only to find out that the machine was broken and we didn't actually go out and try and find another one. So I never, I didn't get to try it. We should have. I bet if we had gone to a different Fuzzies, yeah, absolutely. they would have had they the same thing. They probably would have had it. I guess we could have done that on Halloween. Well, our Halloween plans got crushed. Why? What do you mean? Because we were going to go in that tower. Oh, that's right. I don't actually know much about what that plan was. I just remember hearing you and your mom and your sister talk about it. I don't really understand what it was either. <laughs> All I know is it was canceled. Because, yeah, it was in the... What was that thing called? The... I don't know. It's a really like tall, like it's Dallas's version of the Empire State Building, basically. Yeah. Although Just a really tall building. I feel like it's not quite equal because we can't remember what the name of it was and we've been, we went inside of it. We went there. Yeah, that's why it's <laughs> Dallas's version. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we know what the Empire State Building is. We just, exactly. I've never been there. 
but I can't remember the name of this thing that we were. You didn't go of. to the Empire State Building. Never been. I no, I know what it is. But you didn't go. No, we didn't go. Oh, stupid. To the Empire State Building. We were doing other things. Yeah, I guess. So it's. I mean, it's fine. I'm not like upset that we didn't go inside the Empire State Building. Okay, we did the tower. Okay, let's start at the beginning. We did fuzzy the fuzzy taco. That was like the only <laughs> thing we did that night, the first night. Day two, Thursday. We went to Grapevine. We went to Grapevine. That's right. Um, which is this cool little like wine area. Um, I think they have vineyards there. We didn't they go. They do vineyards like farther out of town. Right. Right. I thought we were going to a vineyard when That's she what told I thought me we were about doing this. Too. But I guess we were just going to like the shops part of it, which was fine. It was fun. Yeah. Got some fun pictures in that area. Yeah, it was cute. And then... We just walked around. Yeah. What else did we do that night? We we left from there and went somewhere. Wow, we're horrible at travelers. Can't remember the things we did. <laughs> what did we do after that? I don't know. I feel like we just went back to the hotel. We had to have done something. Oh, I know what we did, so... Oh, I'm remembering now, too. Go ahead. We went to Sarah's yep. place. We went to her little home. That's yeah. what we did. Drove around there. Got to see her place. My dad took pictures of random brick buildings. Yes, he did. But hey. He had a makes great happy, time with it. Whatever makes him happy. It was his vacation too. <laughs> um, And then after that, I think we went to dinner. Yeah. That's when we went to the other. We went, we went, we to went back to the We went to the apartment first. Apartment. We went to the hotel first. And then we went to Monica's. Mm-hmm. Mex Tex, yep, is what it's called. Not Tex Mex at Monica's. That was really good. It was really good, and it was the perfect temperature. Oh my goodness, they had heaters blast. So uh, from Minnesota, I, I'm accustomed to a little bit more of a cold climate before I need to put the heaters on, and it was I don't know 65. No, it was like 50. Okay, because it was night. All right, it was like 55. 50. 50, 55. I don't think it was actually 50. It was cold. It wasn't for you. But so they had these vents blasting hot air into the restaurant. <laughs> and Emily's dad and I happened to be sitting right <laughs> underneath them. And I stripped down to as far as I could while staying decent in public. And then was more comfortable. But man, was it warm. I was perfectly fine. Yeah, I know you were. All three of you were fine. I feel like... The, me and your dad should have been on the, the bench side. We kept offering. Well, you guys were already situated in there. It's then fine. Stop complaining. I'm, huh? <laughs> no, you brought this up knowing what I was going to say Whatever. for content. Whatever. You did it for content. And then after that, we were done. We went back to the hotel. And then that was only Thursday. Friday. Was Friday the Botanical Gardens or was Saturday? Yeah, that was Botanical Gardens. Was Friday? Yeah. Because that was your mom's birthday? Mm-hmm. Yep. That was pretty. That was really fun. They have this really cute like pumpkin patch that we mm-hmm. went to. That was really cute. We got some really fun pictures there. Yeah. And we just kind of, they have beautiful, that was beautiful. That area? That whole area. Yeah, I know. And I'm not usually like into things like that, but it was really something. And I think it's so nice because it all can be outside all year round. Yeah, absolutely. And That's why we don't have anything like that in Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, we have the Arboretum, but. But that's. Like an inside, you know, it's not the same. They have an outside part, but yes, I, I know exactly what you mean. Like, it, this is entirely outside, down in Dallas, the Botanical Gardens there. Just oh, 
so well kept. I mean, it was yeah, just, it was, it was gorgeous. Then after that, God, weird. That's when we went to the rodeo. Oh, the rodeo was that night. You know right. what? We I... went to the hotel first, and then we went back to the then we went to the uh, rodeo. I've decided I don't like the rodeo. I don't like the rodeo either. Uh... Not for we're that we're just not rodeo people. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. The shops in that area were cool. Yeah, and cute fun. little town. Yeah. But. Um, stockyards. Yeah, that there. that was really cute, and the barbecue was fun. Mm-hmm. Then we get to the rodeo. And they start with like the girls doing the like barrel racing. They didn't start with that. Oh no, we they, we got to see some bull riding first. Okay, well I don't know. But for, hold on, before we even get into what the rodeo actually was, we have to talk about the horse at the very beginning during the national anthem. Oh. <laughs> so this girl rides out, she's holding the American flag while they're playing. I I assume it was Dallas's anthem, and she went around and around and around the rink and then they send a guy out to do the national anthem <laughs> i literally lean over to dylan at this point she's just doing laps around the rink with an, an american flag and i was like i'd be pissed if this was my job <laughs> pissed but she finishes her thing and then they send the guy out to do the national anthem and while he's singing the horse does two things one it's like snorting Keep sneak sneezing and sneezing almost in time, but not quite. And I I wasn't sure if that was actually if if she was making the horse do that. She was not. No. And then she gets the horse to stop doing that and it stands still, and it starts peeing during the national anthem. This horse, ladies and gentlemen, doesn't care. Horse was not having it. He was not having it. And I just I turned to Emily and I say. The horse wins. The horse wins the rodeo. <laughs> We're five minutes in, and this horse has my heart. Well, and then the bull, the, what is that even called? The bull riding. Okay. I don't understand why they're so mad. What do they do to make them mad? That's what I need to know. Yeah, I don't know either. I, your mom had a point of, because they have to wrap something around the bull for the rider to grab onto, and I wonder if the bull doesn't like that, let alone having someone just around sitting on top of them i don't know but I, yeah i don't know either i find that very curious and i i would like to know more information about that mm-hmm. but then we get to the calf roping and i was pissed yeah i didn't like the calf roping. i was cheering for those calves i was like get away little yeah little calves oh my god yeah it wasn't great they like wrap a they rope around their neck so and they, then they like flip the horse stops and it flips them on their back. And I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. What are you doing? This and then is they have mean. To, then they have to hog tie them by basically tie their legs together. I was like, this is so mean. Yeah. That was not great. I hated it. I hated it so much. I, everything. And I know it's like a cultural thing, but I do not care. I was I was pissed. Yeah, it wasn't for... I was pissed. It wasn't for either of us. I had bad dreams about it. I did too. I'm not going back. It kept me up a little bit. And then we saw some Mustang riding. They were trying to, you know, they're trying to stay on the horse. And it was weird that they had to send in... Twice I saw it that they had to get... Pull them off of the horse. Like they weren't allowed to just let go. They had to be taken from the horse by the other people on the... I think they outdid the clock. And that's the safest way to get off the horse. Right. If you're not thrown off. Right. You're probably right. 
You're probably right. And then the last, the very last, so then they did bull riding one more time at the end after a couple more things, um, but we'll skip to the end. The very last bull rider we saw Ooh. gets on the bull, bull's going, and it's already a short well, thing. Well, first like of all, they seconds. already had issues with this bull in the pen. Yeah. So they like had to reorder them yeah. to like try to get the bull to calm down. Mm-hmm. Long enough to get the door open at least. Yeah. Um. Because the most dangerous place for the rider to be is in the actual pen with the bull. Because anything can happen in there. Um, anyway, so they get the bull situated. They get the rider on. And again, I was going to say, it's already so short. It's literally eight seconds long. I was talking to my friend Aaron about this. And he said, if anything's designed to last only eight seconds, what am I about to get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, how bad is this going to be? And within two and a half seconds... This bull kicks so hard that all four of its legs come up off of the ground. It turns on its side. It flips itself upside and down. It flips itself pretty much upside down and lands on top of the rider's leg. This however heavy bull. That dude went to the hospital for sure that night. Definitely had to have at least his, his leg broken. Yeah, he was not. If not his ankle. It, like he ankle wasn't doing well. At the minimum. But that was not good. And they were like, we're going to judges are saying they might let him do a, a re-ride. I'm thinking, that dude's not getting back on the bull. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening. Although I did leave there being like, I didn't hear that mm. at first. And I was like, that's not fair. Yeah, that's right. Was we t- when we were talking like, about it. <laughs> that's not his fault that the bull flipped upside down. Yeah. He should get a re-ride. Yeah. But there's... There's no way. He just wasn't up for the... No. <laughs> he wasn't up for it. No. We did see some really choice wipeouts off of those balls. I there just don't, I don't stuff. understand why anyone would, want, anyone would want to do that. Yeah, I get... Yeah, and I don't know how much the prize money was. Like, how much could... How much money is worth it to do that? I don't... I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't understand it at all. I think it's weird... And like very dangerous. Yeah, extremely dangerous. I ugh. Yeah. The whole thing, I hated all of it. <laughs> Although I didn't mind the horse, the girls. Um, the barrel racing. Yeah, the barrel yeah. racing. That was fun. That first girl. She was so fast. Came out of there like a bullet. Yeah. It, what was she her time? Won. It was like twelve. I think she was the one that won. She was the one that won. She was the first rider, and she beat everybody else. But they did have an eleven-year-old later and a seven-year-old. And both of them did great. The 11-year-old got third. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Which is nuts. Yeah, it was, that was really cool to see. Just how fast those horses can move. It's nuts. I enjoyed that part um, and that part alone. Yeah. <laughs> it was cute when the little kids were running around down there, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Emily says, mm, no. <laughs> Just because little kids stress you out. And that many in one place? There oh, were like, no. There were like 30 of them. There were. <laughs> Would I, you say if I were the calf being chased by kids, I'd run away too? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were like trying to get a ribbon off the calf's tail. Mm-hmm. And um, a sheep the second time. And I was like, yeah, I'd run too. The, uh, the young... Um, rodeo clown was was funny. He's a cute kid. Yeah, he was cute. He needs to get into musical theater real quick. Yeah, if he's not already. 
but it's Dallas. He's working at a rodeo, so probably not. Yeah, that'd probably be frowned upon. Yeah. <laughs> Although the next day we did go to like a very like artsy area of Dallas. Yes, we did. The and it was called the Arts District. Um, I don't remember what the first part of it was, but it was the something Arts District, which was great. We were there twice. We didn't even realize we were there the first time. Yeah. At that, um, the salty donut, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Donuts were great. Coffee was great. They had a cinnamon toast crunch latte. That, that was really good. Literally, they soak cinnamon toast crunch in the milk, and then they use that milk for the latte. And it was, ooh, ooh, so good. Not as good as the Betty's Pies pie shake, <laughs> but still pretty good. The pie shake is still the favorite. So far, out of all the treats we've had lately, the pie shake still has it. <laughs> I bet I could make that at home. Probably. Just buy French slug pie and... And vanilla ice cream. Vanilla ice cream. That's all you would need. We probably shouldn't get in the habit of doing that, though. No. <laughs> no. That's the day we went to the tower, too. Yes, because that was the last day. Yeah. We went to the tower. I still can't remember the name of it. <laughs> Whatever. Um. Yeah, that was pretty much our Dallas trip. And then we left the next day. Yeah. Really early in the morning. Sat at the airport for two hours. That's a... It was a long time. But it's okay. And then we came home. And what do we do, Emily? Got a lot of kisses from Penny. Well, yes, that. But what did we do Sunday night when we got home? Oh. <laughs> Decorated for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween came down and Christmas went up. You know yeah. what? I don't even care. I don't either. I mean, I shame. I no shame. Put it on my story <laughs> for all the world to see. I was like... You know what? You do whatever you want to do this year. If for you real? want two months of Christmas, I say... Take it. Go for it. Have two months of Christmas. If you want to do Christmas in January this year, do it. I say go for it. Go for it. Whatever makes you happy. Yeah. The house looks really good. And we'll have, we'll have to do an actual like reveal of it like you did for the Halloween stuff. Yeah, I'll do that. But probably not until December because yeah, I feel no. like people don't really care yet. No, they don't. <laughs> As per, per a lot of the responses I got. <laughs> what they say? Just people uh, who Lauren uh, said, what the F is wrong with you or something <laughs> like that. Or and, The pandemic. Don't even ask. Yeah. And your mom said something. And then I talked to my mom and my sister today and they were both like, why? And I was like, why not? <laughs> Whatever. Some people were happy about it. Some people really liked it. I don't think anyone was like actually upset by it. I just think a lot of people were very confused as to why. So yeah, we did that. That was instead of like unpacking and relaxing, we decorated the house. <laughs> Whoops. Whoopsie. Whatever. I don't even care. Yeah. But on Halloween night, we watched hocus pocus again yes we did and then we watched ghostbusters which i haven't seen for a very long time but i fell asleep for the end i was gonna say you didn't finish it no i didn't i did you finished the whole thing i finished it yeah what time did you go to bed i don't remember too late probably probably for having to get up at Ugh, i don't even early. want to think about it i don't even want to think about <laughs> it let's move on <laughs> all right i'm ready to tell a story you ready to tell a story yeah okay story time with emily this is a little guess into what this story is about a guess yep okay sugar butter flour 
I got nothing. What? I have no idea what you just referenced. You have a degree in this. Is it waitress? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I haven't listened to all that music. I did sing, half sang, like three notes. Yeah. That's like me singing the national anthem, and but only... No, that's not true. I would have gotten it. Something else obscure. Something super obscure. That wasn't obscure. It was obscure. Anyway, let's not fight on the podcast. <laughs> the kids don't like it when mom and dad fight. Oh my God. I did not like that at all. All right. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Oh, okay. That was excellent. The perfect response to that. All right, go ahead. All right, here we go. <laughs> so this is the story of Adrian Shelley. Adrian Shelley. So um, her original name was Adrian Levine, and she was born on June 24th in 1966. Related to Adam Levine? No. Or Avril? Not at all. She grew up in... Long Island, New York, with two brothers and her parents. She started performing at 10 years old. Wow. Good for her. Um, But she got training at the Stage Door Manor Performing Arts Training Center, and she made her professional debut in a Summerstock production of Annie, I think when she was like 18. I don't know. Who'd she play? Not Annie. It doesn't say. And I could not figure out who she played, so I'm guessing maybe Chorus. Yeah. Just the way you said debut, I thought maybe she was playing somebody. No, I... I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's just a summer stock production of Annie. Right. <laughs> maybe she did play Annie. <laughs> maybe. I'm not hating on summer stock. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So after high school, she went to Boston University for film production, but she dropped out her junior year and moved to Manhattan. She started, she got her, well, she'd done some films before that, but like she got her like big break in The Unbreakable Truth in 1989. I don't know that movie. Well, whatever. <laughs> um, then after that, she did a movie called Trust, which was another big um, movie for her. And then she did a number of TV shows, including Law and Order. She also oh, really? did a bunch of off-Broadway plays. That's cool. But it's always it's been like kind of like indie stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and they always she always like people always told her she could go to LA and become a big star, but she was like so happy in the indie like cinema scene in mm-hmm. New York. That's good. That she's like this is where I want to stay. Well, good. So in the 1990s she started directing movies. Um and she wrote and directed a movie and she also starred in it oh, called wow. I'll Take You There. And then she started directing movies, which was a really big deal. Yeah, it's huge. Because in the 1990s, there were not a lot of female directors. Yeah, uh, next to none. That's great. Yeah. And so she kind of like paved a path for a lot of women to like, not only was she directing, but she was writing and directing. Wow, that's amazing. And like writing, directing, and starring in sometimes. Wow. So she did a lot. You go, girl. Yeah. So in 2001, she meets her husband, Andy Ostroy. Olstroy. I don't know. Just, we're going to call him Andy. Who <laughs> <laughs> um, had his own marketing business. And in, two th- and in 2003, they got married. And then later, they had a daughter named Sophie. Uh-huh. And while she was pregnant with Sophie, she wrote the script to Waitress. Oh. Uh-huh. 
Oh. Yeah. That's cool. And it was kind of like a love letter to her daughter. Oh. Yeah. And so she's working on Waitress. And this was the show that was going to make her a huge star. And also was going to put New York on the map as like a major movie yeah, so, yeah, Place. that's right, because, Mat- uh, sorry. And it did. Yeah, wait- Waitress was was a movie first. Yes. Right, that's the script yeah. she was writing. Okay, yeah. Just and making sure. it actually did. It helped move New York, like, cinema along. And now New York is almost doing more movies. Yeah. Than, than LA. LA. Absolutely. Um, so she wrote it. She directed it. She co-set and co-designed it. And she acted in the film. That's an insane amount of work. <laughs> That's nuts. Wow, good for her. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, also, Sophie, her daughter, is in the end of the film. She is the baby girl of the lead in the role, the lead in the show, Jenna. Oh, cute. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she had to put her in that. Yeah. Um, waitress went to Sundance Film Festival, and from there, it was bought to be it was bought from fox for like four million dollars and then it was put in theaters and it had such a huge box office in theaters because so many people particularly mothers felt a huge connection to the story i'm sure they did yeah oh but adrian would never see the success of her movie oh no i was waiting for it i was like this is too good something's gonna happen i know what happened Okay. I was like, we're a true crime pro- comedy, Emily. Where's the true crime? This is too happy for you. I know, but isn't this like... She seemed like such a cool person. Yeah, that's an incredible story. All right. Can we just end it there? No. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she was found dead Ugh. at 5.45 p.m. on November 1st in her Manhattan apartment that she was using as an office. Mm-hmm. So her husband dropped her off um at like 9 30 a.m mm-hmm. and then he hadn't heard anything from her all day right which is weird yeah and he kept trying to call and getting no answers and so eventually he goes to the doorman and says we need to break into the apartment sorry uh, pause remind me what year this happened she died 2000s you don't have the date November 1st 2006 Okay, thank you So they would have some kind of cell phone Yeah, she would have had a cell phone And I mean If you hadn't been able to get a hold of me for a whole day And you knew that you were going to be able to get a hold of me Mm -hmm. That it wouldn't make sense That I couldn't get a hold of you? Yeah Yeah. You'd break down the door too I wouldn't ask the doorman's permission (laughs) (laughs) But the doorman so they open the door mm-hmm. and they find her hanging from a shower rod in the bathtub with a bed sheet around her neck. And her husband finds that. Okay, I already super awful. I don't believe that she did that she committed suicide. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. So the door was not locked. Mm-hmm. So he went to the doorman being like, We gotta break down the door and he just opened the door. Hmm. And there was money missing from her wallet. 
even though those two things, even though those two pieces of information are there, the NYPD thought that Adrian had committed suicide. She didn't. I'm or I already know it. And an autopsy showed that she was strangled to death. Yeah. But but that could have been because of the hanging. They said that well, she hung herself. Yeah. It's a great way to cover it up. So her husband Andy was adamant that she had not killed herself yeah absolutely and she was like she was very happy in her professional and personal life yep. and this is a quote he said that she would never leave her two and a half year old daughter motherless that is true i don't even know this woman but i believe that <laughs> now some people thought that andy had killed his wife because it's always 90 it's always the husband. i mean I know. On like 80% of the time. It's the husband. It's the husband. I know. But also him just like pushing so hard to get this solved. Like yeah. he wasn't messing around. I was going to say that's either very overconfident of him or he didn't do it. Yeah. There's also some people think that I could not find her name, but it's not important. Some people think that an actress that was mainly did Broadway but was looking to switch to movies was approached about the role of Jenna in Waitress. And at the last second, they gave the role to Carrie Russell instead. And I guess she was super pissed about it. Hmm. So they thought that maybe this actress had killed her, but eh. they were like, um, okay, I couldn't even find her name. That's weak. Yeah, that's that's a weak. Okay. So Andy fought so hard about this and bothered the NYD, NYPD for days. Good. Go, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And so they did a re-examination of the bathroom, and they found a sneaker print ah. that belonged to another shoe print that was, like, throughout the building. Mm -hmm. And it was particularly where they were doing construction work. Interesting. Where construction work had been done the day Adrian died. Hmm. So the police questioned the construction company and they asked like whoever the boss is like who wore a reebok trainer in whatever size right who of your guys also, wears this poor reebok <laughs> yeah for real <laughs> so there are so many serial killers that just screw over shoe companies like who, like what well i think um Shoot, what's his name? Um, uh, the guy that was in L.A. and he was killing a bunch of people. <laughs> he like was devil worshiper. I did that. We did a story on. Yes. <laughs> I don't remember. Shit, I don't remember his name either. Oh God, what was his name? I will. I can find that answer for you. Hold, please. But what's the point of what you're saying? Well, they found a sneaker print of his too, and I don't remember what sneaker it was, but. Oh. Yeah, that's true. They like screwed over that shoe company too. Yeah. Nope, not Black Dahlia. <laughs> it's not that one. Nope. Richard Night Ramirez. Stalker. Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. Anyway, my Richard point Ramirez. to that is there's been a lot of killers yeah. that have been found because of their shoe and then they put the shoe on the news. God. Yeah. And like. <laughs> Reebok's like, <gasps> no. Yeah. And then they have to like cancel that shoe. <laughs> yeah. Get it off the shelves. Get it off the shelves now. Pretty much. Yeah. Ow. My elbow. <laughs> um, okay. So on November 6th, well, basically the construction 
team was like, yeah, we know who wears a Reebok trainer. And so on November 6th, the police arrest a 19-year-old Diego Pilco, who was an illegal immigrant from Ecuador. Mm-hmm. And they brought him in, and he almost immediately started he run? confessing. Oh, we just didn't run. And he said that he did make it look like a suicide. Why would... I mean, guilty conscience, I guess. Well... <clears throat> Let me read. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is a quote from Wikipedia. Ah. I'm my most trusted source. Sorry, I pulled from Wikipedia this week too, so. Okay, so Pilko's original version of what happened was that when Shelly asked if the noise could be kept down, he threw a hammer at her and, afraid she would make a complaint that would result in his deportation, followed her back to her apartment where the petite 40-year-old hit him and was killed by a fall during a struggle. Subsequently, Pilko gave a completely different account in which he said, while on a break, he noticed Shelley returning to her apartment and followed her. After assaulting her and rendered her unconscious, he killed her by staging the fake suicide. The second version was consistent with the lack of dust on Shelley's shoes, which she would not have been wearing when she was found. So he had dust on his shoes because he was in the construction site and she had no dust on her shoes. Right. Okay. The medical examiner determined that Shelly was still alive when hanged. Oh, God. Which means whatever he did to her to make her unconscious, she wasn't dead. Ugh. Um, he pleaded guilty to first degree manslaughter and was sentenced to 25 years in prison without parole. That's it. Whatever. <sighs> Um, Diego's sentencing took place on March 13th, 2008. At Diego's sentencing, Adrian's husband and family said that they would never forgive him. Andy said to Diego, you are nothing but a cold-blooded killer and that he hoped he would rot in jail. Understandable. Understandable. Okay, so following his death, following his wife's death... Andy established the Adrian Shelley Foundation, a nonprofit organization that um, awards scholarships and grants and living stipends through partnerships with academic and filmmaking institutes such as NYU, Columbia University, Women in Film, um, Sundance Institute, and just like a bunch of like learning how to make film places. Yeah, that's great. Which is super cool. So Shelley's film, Waitress, Shelley, um, Adrian's film, Waitress, was accepted to Sundance Film Festival before her murder, but she would never see like how successful Waitress became. And it made almost 19 million at the box office. Jeez. And it still maintains a 90% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. To this day? Yep. Wow. And it was so successful that it became a Broadway musical. A hit Broadway musical with music by Sarah Bareilles. Yes. Who actually ended up playing the role for a short time. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. Not when it opened, obviously. But the show did super, super well. Um, Jesse Mueller mm-hmm. won a Tony Award. Yes, she did. For it. Did she win a Tony Award for that? Yeah. I thought she did. For Waitress? I thought she did. I thought she won Best Actress that year. I'll fact check that. I have my computer open right here. I'm 90% positive on that. 
I mean, the show did super, super well. It did over 1,500 performances, and I literally could not imagine doing 1,500 performances. Oh, no, she didn't win that year. She won... She won Carol King. She won two years before for the Carol King. She was a nominee for Waitress. Who won that year? No, I gotta know. But she did real good in it. Yeah, she... I mean, yeah, and the clips I've seen of that, I'm, I don't I don't know. The clips I've seen, that show looks really good. Yeah. Oh, and... um. Nick Cordero played the guy in it for a little bit. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that he played that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did over 1,500 performances. Rightfully so. I mean, it was great. That's so many. Yeah. So many. Yeah. So this is a final quote from Andy. Andrine was the kindest, warmest, most loving, generous person I knew. She was incredibly smart funny and talented a bright light with an infectious laugh and huge smile that radiate radiated inner and outer beauty she was my best friend and a person with whom i was supposed to grow old with mm. it just sucks yeah that's not <clears throat> great and i know that he also tried to sue the the construction company for having uh, an undocumented worker yeah he also like owed there were like also i think like drugs involved too like he was not like a safe worker to even have oh. on the premise so he was like this is not someone that is mentally well mm-hmm. and having having you hired him if you would have never hired him my wife would still be alive is basically what his argument was but i don't think he won it oh really yeah oh. but i guess he can appeal so I don't know if he's like still appealing. Maybe. But I don't know. But yeah, that's the story. Wow. She was such a cool person though. Yeah. Sounds like it. And it just sucks because it would have been really cool to see. I mean, Waitress was her big like like breakout. Like she was going to be a huge like director and like she was going to be a huge everything. Yeah. It would have been cool to see what she did next. Yeah. And like what came of her career after that. Yeah. Uh, Cynthia Erivo won that year for The Color Purple. Oh, she was real good. She was real good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just her her little Tony performance song that she did, like my mouth was on the floor. Yeah. I was like... (gasps) Nailed that. Anyway, what a cool story and a super sad story Yeah, at the same time. The potential was there for her to do so much. And I mean, she already did a lot. Right, right. But she still had... I know for I I I I have a feeling there was way more for her to give. Yeah, she had so yeah, definitely. And there was also something she said she like appreciated every day and something she said something along the lines of well we have to do it now because we might not be alive in the next 5 years or something. Like and it wasn't that she like was predicting she was going to die early. It was more she was just like well we have to take advantage yeah of every day we have yeah absolutely i don't know she's a cool person yeah that's a cool story thank you everybody thank you thank emily good now that you are talking to yourself in your car let's (laughs) move on to my stories okay story time with dylan all right so my theme is like it's a little odd um Two of my stories fit the theme, and the third one, the, the other one is not at all, but it was one that I was given. So the theme is like it has to do with books. 
and the two stories that are about books are very different. You'll see why in a second. But this first story was sent to us by your sister, Sarah. Oh. Um, And it's kind of of fun. It was published on two different places. So one article was October 27th, 2020 on NBC DFW, Dallas-Fort Worth. And the other one was October 29th, 2020, CBS, Dallas-Fort Worth, 21. So I kind of like pieced together both those articles into my one thing. So, it's hard to miss the bloody scene of dummies hanging from the roof and littering the front sidewalk of Steve Novak's house in the streets of Dallas. Artist Steve Novak says he loves gore, but Halloween, not so much. Tell that to his East Dallas neighbors who called the cops about his bloody decorations. I'll show you some pictures (laughs) in a second here. The artist said it's been a project four years in the making that all started with a zombie projector that has evolved uh, to include about 20 gallons of fake blood. In total, he estimates he spent several hundred dollars on the decorations that have become something of a neighborhood staple. But he hates Halloween? He doesn't like like Halloween just wherever, but he likes just the idea of being able to do this. Okay. Once you see the pictures. Okay. Um... And he seems like a total, like he's really a normal guy. Um, so from the roadway, you can see at least four mannequins made up to look like bloody dead people strewn about the front of his house. One is hanging over the edge of the roof. Each year, he devotes three to four days assembling it. Amid this year's pandemic, he briefly considered skipping the holiday. He then decided this year his faux murder scene may be more important for morale than ever before. <laughs> uh, all of my neighbors were begging me to do it. So it did kind of seem important. That people wanted some festivities, said Novak. Not everyone in the neighborhood is a fan. Novak, <laughs> <laughs> Novak said Karen. each year, yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. Um, Novak said that each year Dallas police receive at least one complaint and respond to his house. Still, he has no plans to stop. Novak said that That's next not year, illegal. it's not illegal. No, <laughs> Novak said next year is going to be nuts. I love it. Yeah. All right, so the pictures that I'm going to show you and the ones that you guys will see on the Instagram here, I wasn't able to, like, actually get a picture of it. So what I had to do was grab stills from the video so that you have big play buttons in the middle of them. Oh, okay. Which is dumb. But, so. So in this first one here, that's a wheelbarrow full of <laughs> dead body parts. There's a dead person here. This is all fake blood. All of this is fake blood. It and looks like a wet sidewalk. I, I think there is. I think it is wet sidewalk from, like, rain or whatever oh okay because it was raining um, i thought it just looked wet because of the blood no 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 but it's impressive how much blood he had to use to get it to still look like this on top of wet sidewalk yeah um and there's the guy hanging from the roof dude in a body bag here and then this is a picture of him (laughs) a dude with his head smashed by a safe (laughs) (laughs) um and there are some other ones. There's some There's some other cool stuff in there. Um, but if you just Google East Dallas bloodbath, all in good fun, or all in good Halloween fun, you'll find the video. Um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. The first time I saw it, I was like, huh, huh. but then I was like, this is actually kind of funny. But he did this. So thank you, Sarah, for sending that. Big fan of that story. Much appreciated. You know what? If he's not hurting anyone. Exactly. It's literally just some Karen down the street being like, excuse me, he's doing the devil's work. (laughs) He is, I swear, he is praying to Satan. (laughs) That's pretty good. 
that's pretty good little accent there. thank you he has a he's quoted uh there's a quote of him uh he's like if you look at this and it doesn't make you laugh a little bit because of how silly it is there's something wrong with you yeah he's just having fun yeah yeah and i, I watched the video and he seemed like totally normal he's laughing about it he said the police came up and they said they looked around the yard and pointed at the <laughs> stuff and they said would uh this be yours and he said to them what do you mean oh you mean the dead bodies yeah those are <laughs> yeah those are mine <laughs> my kids have to have to walk past this mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. i don't i don't even know what to tell them you're the southern bell karen i don't i don't even know it's a great baby that wasn't really texan anymore that was more south carolina very southern south carolina southern bell wait what's texan i feel like the first one i did was more texan yeah it's a harder draw that just nailed it that's great (laughs) (laughs) all right next up published october 26 2020 on cbc i believe it's a canadian news outlet so the diagram prize for the oddest book title of the year is according to tom tivnan the purest literary prize going we don't care about what's in the books we just go for the title The prize, formerly known as the Bookseller slash Diagram Prize for Oddest Title of the Year, was established in 1978 as a way to stave off boredom, quote-unquote, at the Frankfurt Book Fair. Previous winners of this competition include How to Poo on a Date, The Lover's Guide to Toilet Etiquette, (laughs) and Too Naked for the Nazis. (laughs) Last year's winner, The Dirt Hole and Its Variations, went to the late Charles L. Dobbins, making him the first posthumous winner of the prize. So while originally, when this first came about, the winner was chosen by a panel of judges. In 2007, the format changed to a public online vote. So, an online vote. Um, some of the runner, some of the um, ones in the running this year: a dog pissing at the edge of a path, <laughs> introducing the medieval ass, classical antiquity, and heavy metal music, how to make love to a despot. And lawnmowers and illustrated history. How to make love to a what? A despot. What is that? I don't know. Should we find out? Yeah. Great. A despot is a ruler or other person who holds absolute power, typically one who exercises it in a cruel or oppressive way. (laughs) How to find love for one of these people. Ah. Ah. I just thought that was interesting. Like, just, it's like a weird... They don't care about what's in the book. They literally don't care about... Like the one at the dog pissing on the edge of a path <laughs> is a book about like colloquialisms and um, other terms of phrase from India, I believe. And that phrase, a dog pissing on the edge of a path, means like you don't... You, you're, you're, uh, you can't keep your mind on one thing. You're doing too many things at once. <laughs> Which is super weird. But that's like what the entire book is about. But they don't care. It doesn't matter. They just like the titles. That's funny. Yeah. And I think the um, this is the purest literary prize going. I think that's very accurate because like, <laughs> it's literally just about the title. That's cute. Yeah. Okay. My last story is not really... I didn't get this in an article. This was sent to me by a friend of mine, Zach. And it's not a headline necessarily, but it's just like a weird thing that a person did after they died. So... This is about James Allen, or the Highwayman. So he was born in 1809, and he died in 1837. So he was 28 when he died. He was also known as George Walton, Jonas Pierce, 
James H. York, Burley Grove. He was a Massachusetts United States highwayman in the early 19th century. So do you know what a highwayman is? No. Basically, a highwayman in that time would rob, would, would hold up travelers and rob oh. them. So yeah. So yes. now, now that I've said it, you know what that is. Yeah. Um, and that, so that's what he did. No. Oh, no, I do have it right here. So he was born in Lancaster, Massachusetts in 1809 to a struggling family. Um, and his mother died when he was three. And then his dad, like, left him with his grandparents. Um, Alan fell into a life of crime at the age of 15 after a chance meeting with a master thief. He spent most of his life in and out of different jails. And while incarcerated, he would read books, learn trades, and get on well with everyone. But as soon as he got out, he would return directly to burglaring and highway robbery. Um, eventually, he died of tuberculosis at the state prison in Charlestown, Massachusetts. So we'll get to that in just a second. There was one man that actually fought back when Alan tried to rob him, and that man's name was John Fenno. After, um, so that's that's important for a minute. That's the only person that ever stood up to him. Okay. He felt the only person that ever like said, no, what are you doing? Stop this. Okay, yeah. So eventually after one crime or another, he ended up at the Massachusetts State Prison, which is in Charleston, Boston, Charlestown, Boston, Massachusetts, that opened in 1805, so four years before he was born. Um, and like I said, he died of tuberculosis while in jail. Before he died, though, Allen decided to tell the story of his life to the prison's warden and asked him to write it down. He also made a more unusual request. Allen asked that enough of his skin be tanned to provide bindings for two copies of his memoir. I'm sorry, what? On his deathbed. No, I got it. Oh, yeah. I got it. Yeah. But still, I'm sorry, what? I know. That's what he wanted. That's what he wanted. For why? One copy was to go to his doctor, and the other was to go to John Fenno Jr., which is the man that Alan said and considered that um, John Fenno was the only man who ever stood up to him. Um, and he thinks that now he wants a piece of his... I don't know. Skin sack? I, know. I know. I don't know. It's not really clear why he wanted it done that way. I know that that was a huge thing. Like in the French Revolution, a lot of books were about that way. No. People's skin. The pages weren't his no. skin, obviously. Those were actual paper. No. But the actual binding was skin from his nope, 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 back. Nope, 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 nope. And taken to a local ta- <laughs> it was taken to a local tannery where it was treated to look like gray deer skin. Oh shoot, hold on. Oh, oh god, oh god. Where it was treated to look like gray deer skin and finally delivered into the hands of a bookbinder. This is unacceptable and I'm mad at you, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I was actually able to read some of the book. It's only like a forty page memoir. Um, I didn't read the whole thing. But. I'm sorry. This asshole thinks that the man that was like, I'm sorry, no, sorry, you cannot rob me, wants a skin-covered manifesto from this man. This was, when was that, 1827? 37? 27. What year did he die? He died 1837. So, I mean, this was damn near 200 years ago. People don't think the same way. They had brains. Yeah, but I mean, he maybe saw it at, like the guy himself, James Allen, or um, George Walton. Oh, where's that bit I have about it? Okay, here it is. So this book is in currently the Boston Athenaeum, 
the actual one of the co- one copy of the book is in the Boston Athenaeum, the skin copy. Um, and on the cover is a Latin phrase that says "hic." I don't my, I don't know how to speak Latin properly, so I'm just, I'm going to butcher this. But "hic liber Waltanus cute compactus est," which translates to "this book was bound in Walton's skin." I hate this man. <laughs> I hate him. That's the literal translation. Translation. Oh, thank you, sir. What an honor. <laughs> How do you even respond to that? I don't know. And they are, they still don't actually know how the book ended up to in the Athenium's possession. They think it might have been a descendant of um, John Fenno, the guy that stood up to him, that ended up giving it to them. Because so, she, she was on the same page as you. was like, I don't want this skin book. I would have just... I wouldn't have even taken it. I mean, he was already dead, so he couldn't, like, it's probably mailed to him. Yeah, you don't have to bring it home with you. If it's mailed to you? You can just, like, throw it in the street. (laughs) And you know what? If someone gives me a skin book after I call the police, it's going in the street. I don't know. I think people were very interested by things like that back then. I'm telling you, a ton of books used to be bound that way. A ton of them. <laughs> hey, the book in Hocus Pocus is bound in human skin. Do you know who owns <laughs> that book? Um, witches. That's not my I'm just saying. Okay, and since we missed out on them last week, we're going to do some honorable mentions this week. So I apologize that I didn't have them. But here we go. Number one, Orlando radio station to play nonstop Christmas music starting this week. Great. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> A college in Bali is accepting coconuts as tuition. Could you imagine? Explain. <laughs> I didn't read the article. <laughs> All Just right. the headlines. And last but certainly not least. I guess you get what you pay for. <laughs> so enough said about that place. Or you get what you pay with. Nuts. <laughs> you get nuts. <laughs> mm. Last but certainly not least. Florida man... Mauled by a leopard after paying $150 for a full contact experience. Shocking. Yeah. Instant, instant karma. <laughs> and oddly enough, he lived. I'm just wondering what uh, what the other option he thought was going to happen. I don't know. Oh, there are so many people in Florida on so many drugs. <laughs> so there you have it. Honorable mentions. Thanks, babe. You're so welcome. Well... Shall we move into Peaks and Pit? Yes. What do you got? Okay. So my peak was going to Dallas this week, obviously, and seeing my sister. We had a lot of fun. We saw a new place. Yeah, that place that neither of us have ever been. Yeah, it was fun. Um, My pit, though, was I missed Penny too much. It's scary how much I love that dog. <laughs> it's because she's a good girl. My peak would have to be, in the spirit of not picking the same as Emily anymore. <laughs> well, you can go first sometimes. <laughs> no, ladies first. Um, Whatever. What? No, it fits. That's that's the whole thing with our podcast. You go first every time. Your story goes first. So okay. why not your peaks and pit? Um, my peak would be the warm weather that we're getting right now. That's amazing. I mean, it's probably due to like global warming, but that, I mean, yeah. Don't just don't think about that. But it's still nice. <laughs> still nice right now. It is nice. Considering we had snow 
That's true. Maybe, maybe the universe is just making up for the random snowstorm in October. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my pit is also the warm weather because my body was starting to get ready for the cold weather. Um, and now I have to start over. <laughs> Not pleased about that. But here we are, ladies and gents. My body never season. gets used to the cold yeah, weather. Yeah, I know. We live in the wrong state for you. Yeah. But there's not a lot we can do about that. We'll be moving. We'll be moving to Dallas? No, not Dallas. Oh. Oh. Well, Emily, is there anything else you'd like to talk to them about? No, I think that's it for this week. I think that is as well. Halloween is done. Halloween's done. It's the holiday season. Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to look for like a spooky Thanksgiving crime. You could try. I'm sure something, something had to have happened. Yeah. I'll I'll find I'll try to find something and if it's terrible I just will trash that idea. <laughs> <laughs> everyone stay tuned for that. Well on that note, ladies and gents and everyone else who has yet to be decided, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Grey. We greatly appreciate you being here. It means the world to us. Please, please, please remember to rate, review, subscribe wherever you're listening, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, whatever primarily apple apple podcasts because that's where a lot of other that's the easiest way for people to find us because that's one really a lot of people use um but reviews anywhere would be great we read them as they come in and we're always appreciative of them yes also tell a friend about us send them the link word of mouth is the best kind of word we appreciate post on your social media post on your social media we had we've had a couple of those and we love them and they're super great they always get reposted onto the gray Mm -hmm. story um so if you've been doing that we really appreciate it and if you haven't yet consider doing it it's a great way to get the word out about us and if you actually enjoy listening other people would too and we would love to have them just like we love having you so also remember to follow us on instagram at gray the podcast you can follow emily at emily subankson underscore you can follow me at underscore dylan underscore michael then no more underscores because no thanks And yeah, thanks again so much for listening. We will catch you guys next week for another episode of Grey. This has been a Penny Approved Podcast. Good night.